Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast presented by DoorDash. Round 10 team lister here. Dom Brock, I don't know whether to make trades this week or just flat out delete my team. It's a rough uh, batch of team lists we've got today, uh, CK. If I sound a little ill, it's because I've seen these teams already and it's not pretty viewing. Uh, yeah, a few forced trades perhaps this week, but uh, yeah, let's get into it. All right. Well, it starts off with a lot of the bad news right up front. Uh, Friday night, uh, Friday night because it's Magic Round, so we condense into three days. The Tigers and the Knights are the first game up there at Suncorp Stadium. Michael Maguire is not taking our fantasy teams seriously enough. I don't even know what this team list is. I'm not sure West Tigers fans are much happier than I am with it. It's all wacky. I'm not going to read through all the changes, but the headlines are Possible cheapy Zaxini punted after one game, which was a negative score in fantasy. So more centre dramas for fantasy coaches. Uh, Do we move to centre? Embi starts in the halves. Um, Stefano Utuakamano has been dropped. Um, Jake Simkin has been dropped. Jacob Little is back in the starting side. Um, I'm sure there's more, but it's just carnage. It is carnage. It's, it's hard to know, I guess, at this point, how long-term all these changes are going to be. Um, you know, Dewey's been one of the shining lights in this uh, Tigers team this season, so it's pretty surprising to see him out of the halves this week. So maybe that's a short-term thing. We'll see. Uh, bad news for Simkin and Stefano owners, like myself, like a lot of people. Um, Simkin still has money to make when he does play, even off the bench perhaps, but uh, out of the 17 altogether this week, which is bit of a disaster and Stefano's probably just about peaked so he might be a sell. Uh, Senior I think is a sell because looks like he's not going very far after that uh, minus one on the weekend. Well he's not even worth trading he hasn't made any mm. money he's only worth 250k I mean the, the thing with Cini is you need another center if like me you just lost Ben Hampton and just wanted a cheap guy to plug a game yeah. for a few weeks so you got to buy another center after I don't know how many trades I've burned on centers already this year but as for the rest of this team list Jock Madden the halfback debuting in Jersey mm. 14 Sean Bloor possible preseason cheaper before he got hurt his first game of the year off the bench um, just looking at Madden I assume he comes on in the halves I suppose he could come on a hooker but that doesn't you know they're already rotating Little mm. and Simkin I don't know why they throw Jock Madden into the, the halves rotation so I'm thinking that potentially Madden comes on partners Luke Brooks and Moses Embi might go and cover uh, unless Jacob Little plays 80, which hasn't really been the trend. Um, mm. I feel like uh, Embi might be the guy that covers Hooker, in which case if Embi is going to play big minutes for a few weeks at mm. 115k discount from his uh, season starting price available at centre in fantasy and also covering wing fullback, is he potentially an option? I guess so, potentially. I mean, the other possible um, outcome is that Madden starts, you know, either this week or next week if he plays well, in which case does Zambai go back to that bench, you know, utility role and, you know, the scores dry out pretty quick. So, yeah, tough. When when teams make lots of changes like this, we've seen this with Brisbane, it gets really hard to predict what they're going to do going forward. So pretty risky to look at any Tigers at this point that aren't already in your team and, I guess Luke Brooks owners can be happy enough. He should get a lot of kick meters in this lineup if this is how they line up. But um, yeah. I'm just Unless he gets benched for Chuck Madden. <laughs> Who knows? Could happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a huge risk buying any Tigers at this point with the number of changes they've been making. I guess one 
very small silver lining is they're the very first game of the round. So we'll at least know who's in the run-on team and who's in the 17 when the round kicks off before you have to finalise your trades or seat your captains and so forth. Um, anyway, I'll probably get to a bit more of that in the questions at the end. But for now, let's talk about the Newcastle Knights. Uh, Heimel Hunt not quite uh, available yet. So Braden Musgrove still on the wing. Um, Phoenix Crossland still at halfback. Um, the, the story of last week was probably uh, Mitch Barnett moving to lock. Lachlan Fitzgibbon, the, the big minute edge forward now. So Barnett and Watson both lost minutes, both scored quickly, both scored well in the time they were on field. I think both scored over 40 in 40 odd minutes or, or whatever it was. So probably not an urgent sell for those two, but one to uh, keep an eye on. Yeah, if that trend continues, yeah, it could be time to sell both those guys. Um, perhaps, you know, 40 points in 40 minutes is fine, but you want more than that from those guys at this stage of their current prices. So Watson is obviously in a lot of teams, has been one of the buyers of the season, made a lot of money. Um, but yeah, 40 minutes off the bench. And it's hard to see him getting too much more unless they, you know, take away some minutes from their their props who are big minute players as well. So like Fitzgibbon played 65 minutes on an edge. He can play the full 80 uh, Mitch Barnett can play more than 45, which would hurt Watson as well. So, yeah, Watson might be start as, stuck as a mid-40 scorer for now. So, yeah, one to watch, I think. Not an urgent sell this week, but, yeah, as you say, maybe something going forward in the next few weeks. Anything else worth talking about? Callum Ponga finally came good. I bought him after 100, and he failed to score that combined in his next two and a half games. He was on about seven at halftime last week and then yeah. did a whole bunch of stuff in the second half, fortunately. It looked like a disaster at halftime, didn't it? When they uh, were getting lapped by the Raiders and he'd scored no points, but then they uh, exploded in the second half. So hopefully he can put together two of those halves this week and get, you know, 120, make up for a few quiet weeks. I would uh, certainly enjoy that given the status of my team at the moment. Uh, sea Eagles and the Broncos is the second Friday night game. The Tommy Travojevic show just mm. keeps rolling on. He's uh, crunched some numbers for a, uh, not a fantasy specific arm, but just a stat attack uh, with uh, Dan Walsh during the week. And this is his hottest four game streak in terms of try and try assists in his entire career. Any four game patch in his hundred games, he's never had uh, close to, I think he's got 13 try involvements, five tries, eight try assists in four games. His previous best in any four game run in his career was 10. So um, absolutely elevated um, statistically at the moment. I don't know if he can keep it up, but he does have the Broncos who've uh, been letting in a fair few mm. points. So maybe he can. Yeah. Good chance this week. Um, yeah. It was one of those things that a lot of people got spooked when he came back from that uh, hamstring injury about his injury record and um, you know, previous fantasy scoring being good, but not great. But uh if anything, it may have helped his fantasy form that um, the Seagulls looked so bad without him that now that they're playing through him at all opportunities, you know, he's getting his hands on the ball more than ever, I think, and uh, making bus, setting up tries, scoring tries. So fantastic buy. He's made a lot of money already and looks like a keeper at this point. I think he averages 70 so far. So even if he doesn't maintain that, if he can keep above 50, he's a keeper rest of the season. Absolutely. Anyone else in the team worth talking about? DCE continues to be a little bit uh, up and down. Uh, Josh Schuster's tapered off a little bit of late, although he's mm. still at least um, starting and playing the full game in the, the back row. Yeah, Schuster may have peaked as a cash cow. He's still producing pretty good scores. So again, not an urgent sell, but maybe one to look at if you can see a good buy that you can step up from Schuster in the next few weeks. Uh, the Broncos team is just about 
unchanged. Uh, Pat Carrigan, obviously, uh, unfortunately, out for the season with an ACL. Thomas Flegler starts and John Asiato onto the bench. That's the only change uh, in the 17, the one forced by injury. Otherwise, no selection changes. So uh, third straight game for Milford and Gamble in the halves. Gamble, two straight scores in the low to mid mm. 40s. Intriguing at all? Yeah, he's looking pretty good. He's still pretty cheap. Um, I guess a lot of us have a lot of halves in our team already, so you don't really need to rush out to get another half. But um, if you did, he's, he's a good uh, moneymaker at this stage, unless he gets dropped, but so far so good. Um, yeah, the Carrigan thing, huge blow for the Broncos. Uh, it does mean there's a lot of minutes up for grabs now in that uh, in the middle. So Flegler, who's been a 35-minute player, now gets uh, the starting lock roll. Um, Haas, who's been playing low 60 minutes and getting massive scores like he did in the weekend, got 76. Maybe Haas gets another 10 minutes a game. Who knows? He can play the full 80. Um, he's a machine. So maybe Haas's points perhaps even improve on what they are at the moment. And Flegler, I guess, is the other winner. Maybe one of those bench guys as well could be a, a cash cow. I don't know. Do you think any one player is going to... Absolutely, yeah. Do you think one of those guys is going to be the standout or is it just going to be spread across the four of them or five? I don't know. Um, Bullimore and Kennedy haven't really put up anything in the way of compelling numbers previously. The, the only real significant scores I can see have had a bit of attack in them. I don't mind the look of Flegler this week. He's down a fair bit on his... Uh, on his starting price. So if he can uh, recapture some, um, some big minutes, he's a guy who can score very quickly, you know, in terms of, of fantasy, he just hasn't been in the favor of coaches to, to get more minutes um, usually, but maybe with Carrigan out starting 13, I, I feel like when he was coming into the first grade team, when he did get a starting spot, that didn't actually help his scores. If anything, it, he got less minutes. He'd sort of play the first 25 and go hell for leather and then mm. almost not barely get back on. So, I mean, that was probably more under to Seabold. So I don't know how, Kevin Walters is going to use him, but like I said, he has dropped a fair bit of cash. So if his minutes go up, he might um, he might make some of that back. Yep. The other option, I guess, they can move Pangai back to lock, but he's been really good on the edge, so I think he stays there for the rest of the season. Do you end up buying him, Pangai? I did. I did. Yeah, forty nine. Yeah, right. yeah, about fifty. <laughs> fifty. Um, <laughs> The uh, the Bulldogs and the Raiders kick off Saturday afternoon footy. Dogs team, uh, a few changes here. Poor old Cole Flanagan yeah. uh, was apparently carrying a, a rib injury last week. So I don't know how much that of a factor that's been, but uh, he's uh, left out of the, the 17 entirely this week. He is still on the uh, the reserves list. It's Brandon Wakeham and Lockie Lewis. In the halves, um, Corey Allen obviously out. Nick Meany goes to the centres. Um, Katoa, I think. Tui Katoa is in on the uh, wing. Dylan Napa back from a, a shoulder injury. So a few little tweaks in the forward pack. Uh, Fantasy-wise, what do you got? A few busy forwards, I guess. Uh, Luke Thompson, another score in the 60s. Um, runner for Tony's got a few big scores recently. He got a try on the weekend. Um, I think averaging mid-50s in his last four weeks. He's into the starting side, I believe, this week. So uh, possible upside there. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, their attack is struggling. They're going to the backline players are going to struggle for points most weeks, it seems, unless something changes. So steer clear on that front, apart from um, Avarillo in the halves, who now seems to be having been, you know, out of the side altogether is now the, the mainstay in the halves. Yeah, he's uh, picked up a lot of kick metres even before um, 
you know, obviously starting at seven this week, he'll, he'll obviously keep kick meters. He's been doing a fair bit over the past month. I'm uh, just looking at uh, Tony's numbers, two tries in those past four games, but the games without tries, he's had 44 in 48 minutes and 50 in 43 minutes, um, pretty much mostly in base. I think one tackle bust in each. So um, maybe a discount option if they're going to keep using him for big minutes. I don't know how effective yeah. it is when Hetherington comes back. Yeah, that could be a factor. He's already jumped 200 grand this season. I mean, no one's got him. He's in, I think, less than 1% of teams. But, um, yeah, so he's got a bit more upside, a bit more money to make, I think. But I uh, don't know if he's quite on the keeper level. But certainly cut price option if you're desperate for a middle this week. Um, yes, that's probably about it for uh, Bulldogs options at the moment. Nick Cottridge, sorry, if anyone's really struggling for centres, he's not been in good scoring form Um at all, but if he, uh, you know, he, another guy who's dropped a lot of cash, if he can rediscover a bit yeah. of his mojo, he had one or two sort of tackle bust heavy games early in the season. Ends at some point, all. he'll get at least one big score. Mm. Just uh, who knows when. If they're going to come last, it's going to be tough to get attacking stats. Uh, Raiders team is also quite interesting. Jordan Ruppiner out with a hamstring strain. So as Semi Valame comes in, both Ryan Sutton uh, and Joey Tarpany uh, out injured. So a bit of a tweak in the pack. Hudson Young into the uh, the run on side. Josh Hodgson back from injury, but only on the bench. Um, you would think takes minutes off Tom Starling if anyone's got him, but I'm not sure how many. Yeah, exactly. So Starling keeps the starting spot at least this week, but... Surely doesn't play 80 with Hodgson there. Um, Bailey, Bailey Simonson finally got a try and got some points. For yeah. His uh, very patient owners, um, you know, good sign from him. He's going to make a little bit of money at least now, so hopefully a few more of those. Um, otherwise, yeah, no obvious buys in this team. Josh Papali's got a good score of 63 in the weekend. He's solid, um, pretty much where he was at the start of the season. So possible buy there, not much else at this point. A few, a few problems in Canberra these days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sharks and the Rabbitohs are the second Saturday game. Um, both absolutely trounced. I think it was 98 to nil against these two teams last weekend. So both be desperate for a uh, bit of a hit back. Uh, Sharks team, Andrew Fafito's first game of the year, I believe, on the um, the interchange bench. Um, but, I mean, fantasy-wise, there's not is there anyone in this team that you'd want? They've obviously lost Jesse Ramian as well to that facial fracture, who was probably the one sort of semi-appealing option in the Absolutely. centers. Absolutely. Yeah, Ramian was it, I think, and he's now out for four to six weeks. So I think stay away from all those Sharks at this point. Um, the guys who made money had disastrous single-digit scores in the weekend. Townsend, nine. Matt Moylan, six. Um, you know, maybe if Fafita loses a lot of money off the bench, he could be an option. But yeah, I'd, I'd steer clear at this stage. And um, for all the talk last weekend about um, Zaccini getting a, a negative score, Will Kennedy, who's made a bit of cash this year, minus mm. three in 80 minutes. Um, so uh, an ordinary score there if anyone's been using him as a, a cash cow. Uh, South's team, one or two reinforcements. Adam Reynolds has been named um, from that thumb injury. Tane Milne replaced Stephen Masters in the back line. Um, was not a good game for them. Um, either in real life or in fantasy. I think Damien Cook's 50 was about as good as it got. Anyone who jumped on Keon Kolomatangi, his back-to-back 60s plunged down to a score in the 30s. Um, Dane Gagai, who I was looking at as a possible sort of premium centre option, um, a score in the teens. So um, he'll lose some cash, uh, probably potentially a post-origin pickup. But um, yeah, fantasy-wise, a few dramas for the South team at the moment. 
Yeah, I think the Rabbitohs can kind of put that game aside. They're missing a lot of uh, big name players, so and the same goes for fantasy. They're not going to concede fifty points and be, you know, stuck behind their goalpost waiting, watching conversions that too often this season. So I think all those guys will improve going forward. Um, yeah, Cook fifty again. He's kind of he's the one player who's now getting consistent scores in the fifties, but you probably want bigger scores than that compared to. Uh, some of the other hookers we've got in, the, in fantasy this season. So, yeah, again, I think if you've got any of these guys, just, um, you know, put that game aside and, and hope they're going to improve from this week. Uh, that's probably about it for the Rabbitohs. Uh, Saturday night game is the Roosters up against the Cowboys. Roosters, just the injury woes continue. Uh, Drew Hutchison set to miss a, a few weeks after copping knees in the back and a, a busted rib. Uh, Lachlan Lamb returns from his own ankle injury. Um, I believe he could have played last weekend, Lachlan Lamb, but he was only pulled because of the COVID bubble stuff, so he should be ready to go. Um, he partners Sam Walker, who has been named despite carrying a shoulder complaint. Uh, Victor Radley named despite going off with an HIA. Fantasy-wise, obviously, the, the nature of the loss to the Eels wasn't great for most of their uh, big fantasy guns. Tedesco, Crichton, Walker all scored poorly. Um, Nat Butcher, who's been an option in the past, had a, a monster game, but um, without a, a regular starting spot, he's not really an option this year. Yeah, exactly. So he's back to the bench this week, got 80, but won't do that off the bench. James Tedesco, 34. His price is just going through the floor mm. for anyone who doesn't have him already. Uh, it hurts if you've got him, but you've got to hold, I think. Yeah, I think so too. What about um, Ben Marshke, the, the hooker? He's not going to he made, I think, 69 tackles last week for a score in the 50s once you took away his demerits from his um, his missed tackles and, and so on. But um, not quite sure how long Verrills is out for. It's going to be at least another, what, month or so? I think it's one to two months when he did it. That was only a week ago, so probably misses at least another month. Have you missed the jump, do you reckon, on, um, on Ben Marshke? I think so. I'm still hanging out for when Verrills is back and starting and he's still very cheap. Um, what is he now, Marshke? He's not quite – Yeah, he's not that close to base price. What is he? He was never a compelling uh, buy before. Yeah, 343. 343. Yeah. yeah, you want cheaper really at this point, I think. A little bit um, risky in, in short term. Um, yeah, Cowboys team, the second uh, – the final Saturday game, I should say, um, unchanged – Unchanged. No changes, yes. Yeah, probably not a whole lot going on other than the return to form of uh, Jason Tamalolo. Very interesting, isn't it? So 84 points, he got a try. He played 71 minutes, which I don't know if that was their plan, but it's, you know, a lot more minutes than Todd Payton was talking about him playing at the start of the season. So, um, yeah, he had two scores in the 30s before that. Um, really good score there. He's dropped hundred grand on his starting price. He's been a keeper in the past. I think his break evens in the fifties this week. Is he an option straight away or one to look at later? It's an option, but you just you want to be confident that he's going to keep getting those um, reliable minutes. It's not. I mean, he's cheaper than he started, but he's not exactly cheap at seven twenty six k. What's his break even? Sixty. Okay, sixty. Um, from what I'm looking at. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I think you probably want to wait a week and, you know, even if he has another good score, he's not going to move too much and there's a chance he goes back to small. If he gets more score. 30s, he's going to lose a lot of, yeah, a yeah. lot more money. Yep. I'd be uh, waiting and seeing, I think, on Big Chase. Uh, Warriors v the Eels. Warriors, um, 
didn't quite get the job done against Manly. Plenty going on fantasy-wise. A lot of guys snapped up Reese Walsh, who uh, was demoted to the bench uh, to accommodate the return of Chanel Harris-Tavita, who actually had a, a very good game, um, to be fair, although Nathan Brown said... Um, afterwards, he's not sure he's using Reese Walsh uh, as well as he could be after Walsh came on and had a try and a try assist in the um, you know the final 20 minutes of the game when he uh, he came on. Um, elsewhere in the team, Curran uh, is safe. I uh, was a little bit worried about his job security with Ben Murdoch Masila returning, but it's Bailey Siren and it's been uh, dropped from the uh, the starting side. Um, they're probably the main talking points. Yeah, I think so. Good news for Curran, bad news for Walsh at this point. He's uh, looks like he's a bench player for now. 23 points. He still scores great when he's on the field. He had a try and a try assist. Uh, point a minute just about, but uh, he needs game time. And Toho Harris, another 73. Just a great scorer. Absolute keeper. Yeah, it's probably about it for the Warriors. Uh, Eels team has a whole bunch of asterisks on it. Um, concerns over the uh, it's got to be um it's subject to the the biosecurity approval after they um left the bubble to play um new south wales cup last week so that applies to jakey arthur the son of coach brad arthur who's named in the halves to replace the suspended dylan brown also um ray stone recalled on the bench played in cup last week and uh, joey lussick in the uh, reserves who's probably on standby for uh, Reed Marnie who had the head knock last week. He's also got to pass um, or, or get approval after um, leaving the bubble last week. Um, fantasy wise, obviously Marnie went off pretty early. So a dire score for him. Um, Isaiah Papali'i who I bought was on what barely double figures at halftime. And I was kicking myself although we did have a, a big second half to recover to 56. Um, otherwise Mitch Moses, another pretty handy score from him. Yeah, and the other one is uh, Ryan Madison. So 70 points for him, first big score. I think since he's come back this season, he's dropped 115 grand on his starting price, less than 700,000 at the moment. Uh, He was one of those guys at the start of the season, we were all kind of penciling in as a keeper option long-term for an edge spot. So I guess he still is and cheaper. It's just the concussions, I suppose. It's a bit of a uh, concern if you do pick him up, but... um, his scoring potential is there. I guess the other thing is that so many of these Eels forwards, you know, back rowers in particular, are scoring great these days and they kind of seem to share the the points around week to week with Papali taking most of them. Yeah, I mean, it's also it's, partly it's a case of sort of taking points off each other, but you look at some teams and you look at the Storm and they're a great team, but none of their forwards really score very well in fantasy. Like, yeah. you know, Kafusi, Jesse Bromwich, you know, Kenny Bromwich, you know, Fanuk, and a lot of these guys are, are great players who just don't score very well in fantasy. And then you've got, you know, the Eels team who on a, a big week could have monster scores from Papali'i, from Madison, you know, Nathan Brown and, Paulo and Gillard could all score big scores. So, I mean, it's, it's more a case of the team, you know, those players getting some busts, some attacking stats and um, potentially, you know, a try assist or um, some elevated scores somewhere. And some teams just seem to score better in fantasy than others without necessarily the players taking them off each other. Yeah. So Madison, just looking at his break, even still around 60. So you could wait another week and hope that he gets a bit cheaper, but uh, yeah, getting into buyer territory now. Yep. Um, second Sunday game, the Storm up against the Dragons. couple of blows for the Storm. Brandon Smith, uh, we already knew about, was copying a, uh, a suspension. But Harry Grant, uh, I think a hammy strain, and then Cameron Munster um, with a, a foot sprain of some description is missing. Not a lot of people have jumped on Harry Grant yet because he's sort of been starting off the bench, but Munster's going to hurt quite a few teams. And then Ryan Pappenhausen, who myself and plenty of other people are still sitting on hoping he's back every week, is down there in the uh, reserves list and no guarantee to play either. 
Surely he comes back. He has Surely. to come back. They're missing so many good players. Just bring him back, uh, Craig. Um, yes, if he doesn't come back, it's panic stations, but uh, I'm assuming he will. They do play the second last game of the round. Yeah, yeah. so uh, a lot of people re- will be relying on him, I think, uh, at 4 p.m. Sunday. But apart from that, are there any real buys? Christian Welch, a lot of people had, but he's going backwards now price-wise. Um, I think, yeah, the best players are currently injured or suspended for that team. Yeah, no, there's none of them I don't think I'd want to bring into my team. Uh, Dragon side is not a lot of changes there. Michaela Ravalawa comes back from suspension. Matt Fiennai, sorry, drops out. Poissa Pharmacilia replaces Junior Amone on the bench. Um, Yeah, Dragons? (laughs) Not much. Jack Berg got a 50 without a try, which is very solid for a centre. Made a lot of metres and a few busts. Matt Dufty scored a couple of tries and had a big score, but... um, uh, I think Bird's the standout. Paul Vaughan got the score in the 60s. He's been a decent scorer in the past. I don't know if he's quite in the elite uh, echelon of uh, middle keepers this season. Um, yeah, Bird the main one. Yeah, it's probably all we need to say about the uh, Dragons, other than um, Daniel Ovaru, who's in a lot of teams, is looking more and more mm. like a sell losing uh, minutes at the moment. Uh, Titans and Panthers, last game of the round. Titans will be sweating on uh, skipper David Fafita at the uh, judiciary. Um, yeah, I desperately need him to play. I don't really like his uh, his chances, but uh, I mean, looking at Momorowski the other week, who I was certain was going to get a downgrade, this one looks, if anything, slightly worse than that, and they're both a, a grade two, so I'm not too optimistic, but that's uh, going to be a huge blow if he's out. Yeah, so uh, we'll find out in a couple of hours from when we're recording this podcast. You might know already when you're listening, but um, yes, hopefully he is in. Apart from that, uh, Jamal Fogarty, another good scorer in the 60s. He's a bit of a cut price, a half keeper option still, I think. Uh, Brimson, also another good scorer. He's had a few on the trot now. Mm. Still much cheaper than he was at the start of the season. Uh, Tyron Peachy in a lot of teams. Got a try. Still only had 39 points, which was a bit disappointing, but um, uh, he's been scoring a few tries of late and he's, he's scoring quite well. I was going to say, I mentioned Tyrone Peachy. I, um, you know, early try and then a try assist to only finish up with 39. I'll double check the stats. I don't think he had a single tackle bust for the whole game, which is A, very un Peachy like, and uh, B, that runaway try that he scored. Just let someone, let Brooks catch up to you and then push him away. Like, <laughs> where, how do you not get any tackle bust? How do you not That's get true. touched at all? And very frustrating from Tyrone. You've got to slap a few blokes away when you're on the way to the try line. Um, Who knows? It might get no tries and, you know, 45 or 50 this week. Make entirely up possible. Entirely possible. Um, is that the last game of the round? Oh, Panthers, we haven't talked about. Um, so, Kurt Capewell out. I don't know if that hurts too many teams, but he has been a fantasy relevant guy in the past. Jermaine Hopgood debuts off the bench. I wouldn't be too confident about him getting big minutes or hanging around for too long. And uh, Paul Morowski's suspension is over, but uh, probably shouldn't have got suspended because Matt Burton's made himself undroppable in those three weeks and uh, has kept the spot. That was always a risk, wasn't it? He's a great player, Burton. So um, why change a losing side, I suppose? Um, Yeah, bad news for Momorowski owners there. Um, Might be good news for people looking for a hooker. Happy Coruscant keeps dropping... uh, Money, he's was a gun last year. He hasn't really done great this year, but he, that was his first 80-minute game, I think, on the weekend and got 49. So um, if he keeps improving and keeps getting cheaper, he'll be a handy pickup for the first buy round, round 13, where the Panthers do play. 
Yep, for sure. Um, that is all the teams. Before we get to the questions, we'll do our dashes of the week. Who was your dasher last week? Uh, Josh McGuire last week. I think he is that right. I think he got fifty-three. Yeah, um, pretty solid. Could have been better. Yeah. Um, and this week, I'll go another lock with a new role. I'll go um, Flegler at the at the Broncos. He's in less than one percent of teams. Fairly cheap. Uh, if he plays close to Carrigan's 55 minutes a game, he's mm. going to get good scores, you would hope. I went for Hamali Olakowatu finally into the uh, starting side and his PPM fell off alarmingly, only 31 in the 68 <laughs> minutes. That's a, um, it's a big red cross for me. Uh, my DoorDash Dasher of the Week this week, I will go for... I'll, I'll Pack lightning to strike twice and go for Ryan Madison, who's still in hardly any teams. We're coming off a, uh, a 70. See him getting plenty of stats up there against the Warriors. Let's get into some Twitter questions, of which there are quite a few. Um, starts off with Pups, who's back. He says, not picking up the Cardi party last week cost me dearly. I need to rectify that. Produce some magic against a fellow mid-bottom table team. Thoughts on bringing in uh, Jason Tamalolo and James Tedesco for Crichton and Laurie? Well, wow. okay. the first thing I would say is I don't think you missed out on the Cardi party. He scored no. two tries in his first couple of minutes on field, which is pretty unlikely to keep happening. And he also still only scored 45 with those two tries. So, uh, And he remains a, a bench sort of, you know, utility slash edge forward. So I wouldn't be too worried about missing out on the Cardi party. Yes, I think he'll get some some low scores going forward. Uh, uh, Cartwright, um, thoughts on bringing in Lolo and Teddy? So... Uh, Tomalolo, we mentioned both these guys. Tomalolo, I'd probably wait another week um, unless you're certain he's going to be a consistent scorer now. All of a sudden, um, he can get a little cheaper perhaps. Uh, for overall points, he plays in the last by round in round 17, I think. So no huge rush on that front. Uh, Tedesco, likewise, he's getting he's getting a lot cheaper. I think, he, what's his break even? I haven't still high. <laughs> been game to look. Is it still around 100? 86 oh, is. Yuck. Um, so... Yeah, if you haven't got him, just you know, keep enjoying these low scores and getting when he's even cheaper. Mm, absolutely. As for selling Crichton, I don't know whether that's Angus or Stephen. I'll be holding both of them. Stephen just threw a pure lack of viable centers anywhere else. And then uh, if you're talking about Angus, I would be jumping off a keeper after um, one low score. He's been pretty good this year. Yep. Um, Paul Burns writes in, what's the deal with Momorowski? Also, is uh, Watson and Barnett a sell now that Fitzgibbon is back? Um, well, Momorowski just hasn't been picked because uh, Matt Burton's been going too good. So um, if you've been holding him this three weeks, I guess you could potentially wait until final teams are announced, but he looks like a sell. Yeah, probable sell at this point. They could change, as you say. Um, Watson and Barnett a sell. Again, it's possible. Again, you're probably better off waiting one more week and see if that changes. Um, they could change their, even if Watson gets, you know, if they get 50 minutes rather than 40, they can both score, for, you know, 50 plus. So um, I wouldn't necessarily do it this week, but I'm certainly considering it now, which I wasn't a week ago selling Connor Watson. Uh, yeah, I don't think either are urgent sells, but probably ones to watch out for. I mean, I'm I'm not in a position to be selling anyone who's playing this week. So if you're selling one of those guys, you're probably doing better than me. Uh, Babish Patel is back. Um after a full video of the podcast, uh, no, we don't currently put a full video online. It's just the um, audio goes through the podcast systems. Then it's, they use some uh, some clips from the video for the uh, the website, which you can track down, but not if anyone really wants to there watch is actually. Oh, is no, I'm going to correct you there. Yeah, on NRL TV. If you go to uh, nrl.com, go to NRL TV. I've just done that now, and there's 
full, you know, 45 minute videos. If you want to watch us for 45 oh, minutes really? for some reason. Well, I'll learn yeah. something today. Good question, Bobby. Should I learn, learn something? <laughs> not, not, not this week though, because we're just filming on Zoom, unfortunately. Yeah, not this is the only week it won't be because um, I don't want to catch whatever is uh, ailing Don Brock at the moment. Uh, he did have a follow-up question. Is Jake Travoyevich a solid pickup at his current price? Um, he's been a, probably a keeper in the past and then sort of tailed off and just other the way the game's gone and the scoring's gone, the other guys who sort of bust a few more tackles and get a few more attacking stats, just a good solid, you know, big minute lock who makes a bunch of tackles and runs isn't quite good enough anymore, I don't think. Yeah, I think you'll – I mean, at best case, he probably continues to score around 50 or low 50s, which, you know, is pretty good, but it's it's maybe 10 points shy of the best uh, keepers in the middle. So uh, not a bad option. He's certainly cut price, I guess, but um, not one of those elite scorers. Uh, Nick Hudson writes in, thinking about trading Munster to Moses, have Cleary as my other half. Um, also, after a good centre pickup, have Peachy and can afford anyone else. Um, Munster to Moses first up. Look, if you're playing for overall points, so Munster's out for two weeks, uh, but then he's got Origin soon, so he could miss some more game time around then. Mitch Moses is a keeper, plays in the first buy round. Uh, I don't hate it at this time. It's, it's pretty sideways in terms of points, but... Mm. For, for overall, I think uh, considering uh, buy schedules and the like, I don't, I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't mind it either. A foot sprain doesn't sound great either. It could end up being more than two weeks. You don't want to hold Munster for two weeks, then it turns into three weeks, then it turns into five or six weeks, and this whole time you could have made a trade and got someone else. I'm not saying he's going to miss five weeks, but um, it's one of those things that tends to happen to fantasy coaches when you try and hold someone. Um, best centre otherwise, I don't. I honestly don't know. This has been a massive drama. Last <laughs> week I would have said Dan Gagai. Now he's coming off 17. I mean, Jack Bird's almost looking like a pretty reliable option. Yeah, him and Peachy. I mean, we thought Momorowski was going great yeah. at the start of the season. So, again, as always, it's the least reliable position in fantasy. It gives us a lot of headaches and not a lot of points. But, um, yeah, I guess in terms of averages, I think Peachy, 48, is probably it. Definitely Peachy is but, the best one. But expensive. Have him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he already has Peachy, though, so it's, he's looking for the best, oh, best hubs, best centre partner yeah, well, for Peachy. I mean, it was yeah, probably, probably average-wise, it was Jordan Ruppiner, who's now out injured as well. And then, yeah, like you say, it was probably Momorowski after that, and he doesn't like getting back into the team. Almost Matt Burton next after that. I mean, if you just go by averages, it is Matt Burton. He's been scoring a lot of tries, but I see no reason why he won't continue to score many tries at left centre for the Panthers. <laughs> Good point. I guess the slight risk if they do bring back Momorowski at some point and play Burton in a utility role, that will hurt him. But um, yeah, as you say, he's going great. So yeah, him, Bird, you know, there's no great options. Anyone scoring better than 40 is is fine. I think it's in a... Um, yeah. Uh, Jack Cole asks, can you recommend a good therapist? I, uh, <laughs> but if you find one, send them my way. Um, Nick McCarthy is back. Would you say Harry Grant is a trade-out since unlikely to get 80 moving forward even when he returns? Um, or would Simkin, Stefano, Egan be a more urgent trade-out? I don't know if Egan's an urgent trade-out. I'm not sure what he scored last week, but well, he went off for, uh, for Walsh, didn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. He's at least still playing, which is a yeah. step up on the rest of those guys. Um, Simkin, I think you'd try to hold and hope that he comes back and gets some game time, which has to be a decent chance some point the Tigers are making lots of changes week to week 
Uh, Stefano might be a trade. He's just about peaked anyway and out of the team this week. Um, Harry Grant's a tricky one. Yeah, most of us haven't bought him yet because he hasn't been a consistent 80-minute player as yet. But, um, yeah, maybe he won't be even when he does come back. Mm. I don't know. Would you trade? Again, he's, he's going to play Origin, surely. And we'll Absolutely. probably be rested after Origin games as well. Hammy's a bit of a worry as well. I mean, that's probably at least yeah. two weeks, which takes him into the Origin period. So... I mean, he's scoring so quickly when he's on. He's just getting attacking stats. He's so dangerous at a dummy half. He runs and sets up tries. He scores the odd try. But um, yeah, if he's not, if he's playing 50, 55 minutes, then it's a bit of a worry. Yeah, I mean, you probably want him at the end of the season after Origins finished. I imagine he'll be playing close to 80 and scoring great. So you want him then, so you could save a trade and just put up with whatever happens in the next two months. But um, yeah, in terms of points in the short term, he might be a trade. Uh, Hanzo Reviews writes in top three cash cows this week. I don't know if there's oh, anyone God. compelling, really. I mean, there's Not cheap really. players, right? Like Jermaine Hobbs <coughs> debuting at Penrith. I can't see him getting yeah. a lot of minutes. You know, Jake Arthur's probably got three weeks in the halves for Parramatta, but three weeks I don't think is enough to burn two trades. Yeah, there's Bloor and Madden at the Tigers who have been hyped a bit, but they're both on the bench, which is not ideal. You know, if one of those guys is a late inclusion in the starting team, then maybe, but we've just seen with Zach Sini that uh, the Tigers can give a rookie one or two games and then, uh, you know, drop them out of the team. So, yeah, no great ones. I mean, how cheap is Flegler now? Does he count as a cash cow? It's mid 300. Yeah, so I mean, not lowest, really cheap, but. Lowest break even of the week's Jason Saar, but Manly after his uh, hat trick last week. Um, I think he jumped 72k on the weekend and should make a bit more with a, a minus 16 break even. But his scoring was terrible at the start of the year when Manly were bad. I mean, if you know, Manly going to continue to be good and he's going to continue to get tries maybe, but a, a rookie winger with terrible base stats is a, a no-go for me, especially now that he's already 320. Yeah, I mean, his scores include an 18 with a try, 27 with two tries. Like, he's not a great yeah. scorer, so pretty risky. Yeah, I wouldn't be going there either. Um, Johnny Leary is back. I think I found someone who has more fires to put out than I do. I did think it was possible. Um, got Simkin, Sini, Capewell, Iwikamanu, Pappenhausen, Munster, and still carrying uh, Hetherington, which I assume would be Kobe Hetherington, who people were talking about getting a run at the Broncos. Or, uh, sorry, uh, no. Bulldogs forward. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Um, needs a center and a mid. Do I get Torhu at mid and a bargain at center? Or do I get Flegler and Avarillo? Or do I trade out Munster and, and go big in both? Boy, boy. I don't know. I mean, Tohu is rock solid. I don't know which bargain center he'd be looking at at the moment. Um, if there's, there's no a good, good one, then yes. Centers, yeah. But I can't see any. Yep. Um, so Cheap ones are like. Jesse Arthurs, Moses Mbai, Nick Chotridge, like all of them have massive question marks over them for different mm. reasons. Maybe if you can gamble an Mbai and afford them both, him and Tohu, then that could be worth a gamble. But aside from that, it seems pretty risky. Yeah. Um, Flegler and Avarillo, it seems painful to recommend people buying Avarillo back after we both sold him, but uh, he looks like a keeper in the centres. Um, Flegler, again, a bit risky, but should make some money. That's not bad, just not that exciting. And then uh, trade out Munster, again, a bit like Harry Grant at this point, you know, playing Origin will miss at least two weeks. Although I don't know who the, the gun centre you'd be getting if you did sell Munster as well would be. Like we said, it's mm. most, you know, if, if, if you don't have Peachy, then that's probably the way to go. But otherwise you're talking about yeah. your, your Burtons and, and so on. I uh, hope we helped. Uh, <laughs> David Beck asks, how do I delete my team? <laughs> I feel the same way. Um 
uh, Shane Rima writes in, better option to go with current guns in Torhu and Papali'i. Uh, save some coin, take a punt on Madison or Lolo finding their feet again after showing some recent promise. It's not a bad question, actually. I don't know. Yeah, I think it depends on how you're going, you know, in your league or overall, you know, if you need to catch up to the, the leaders, then maybe take a gamble on these cheaper guys and spend the excess money elsewhere. Um, you know, I've locked in some established guns in the this season like Kalen Ponga and it costs heaps of money and now I've got a player who's scoring less than, you know, Tommy Turbo and others and, and don't have the money to spend elsewhere. So you can you can certainly um, capitalise by getting a, a cut price guy and then spending else, elsewhere and, you know, improving your squad across the across the 21. Uh, Ferb. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Apologies if I'm not. Uh, any wing fullbacks under 400,000 you'd consider looking at? Um, not off the top of my head, I don't think. I mean, Reese Walsh so. is still under 400 if you think he's going to get his minutes <laughs> back, but he's got a big yeah, question mark. Pretty risky. Yeah. Pretty risky. Um, yeah, some weeks there's just no obvious cheapies in the position you want, unfortunately. I think I'll wait and see. Nico Hines is at 380, but he's probably gone and few weeks. Well, it could week. be this week. Or potentially this week, yeah. yeah. I mean, the other guys we talked about as centres, Jesse Arthurs and Moses Mbai are both dual position, both still with massive sort of job security issues or question marks over them for different reasons, but um, dual position and, and cheap if you're in a real tight spot. Um, James writes in, is Flegler worth a punt? You know, we've sort of covered this one. I think, you know, it's not a must-buy, but certainly worth uh, a look at it, a discount and back into the starting yep. side. Um, ben D asks Haas, Harris, TPJ, or Tom Travoyevich and his masky good option under 360k. Uh, okay, so for head to head, I would say lock in Payne Haas as soon as you can. He's going to be one of those top two or three scorers in the game again this year by the looks of things. And especially with Carrigan out, he might, you know, get consistent scores around 80. So he looks a great buy for overall points. Um, uh, Harris. Won't play Origin, so it gives him the edge, I guess, uh, ahead of Pangai. Tom Trebojevic is certainly a keeper if you still, if you haven't got three gun winger fullbacks. He's made a lot of money already, but um, yeah, still a good buy if you need a WFB. And as we said before on Marshke, he might have just missed the boat with Verrills potentially back in a, a few weeks. And, um, you know, with no injuries, with no Radley going off an HA or whatever this week and, and Kieran on the bench, he, he might only get the 50-odd minutes. He's not going to make 70 tackles um, too often. Um, I think that is all of our questions. I uh, hope we've helped a few people. Certainly a lot of fires to put out uh, this week. Good luck with all of your trades. Thanks again to our sponsors, DoorDash. Thank you, Don Brock, for dialing in from your sickbed. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy Magic Round, everyone. We'll be back to talk about Round 11 teams next week. Mm-hmm.